welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. Welcome. Welcome to the October edition of the Ghosties Podcast. <laughs> Is this the first time we've recorded in October officially? Yeah. Because we did not record last week. You had your vacation for your anniversary. Right. What kinds of stuff did you guys do? We just did like a little staycation, um, but we went and ate like all the foods around here. All of them. Yes. We went to like all creameries around here. There's like some new um, ice cream places that popped up. And we've definitely, um, at least Kyle does, he's got quite the sweet tooth. So (laughs) we popped into a lot of those places. And I swear we went to all seven cities um, (laughs) thrifting. So we had a really good time. Nice. Yeah. What have you been up to? (sighs) Oh. you know the usual uh, school and my college classes and now I've picked up um, one of my students from last year I am tutoring again her um, grandmother uh, reached out to me last week and I guess they just had like their interim it's like the what is it progress report is what we used to call them oh yeah you get them halfway between like a nine weeks and when you get your report card and I guess her grades aren't bad but they aren't where she wants them to be and so the girl said call Mrs. Stuprich she'll help me <laughs> and she's she's in fourth grade now at a different um, school so I don't get to see her so Aww. I'm going to be working with her uh, one day a week and probably her sister too so oh cool that's awesome at the same time because lord knows I don't have enough time to have two tutoring sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that'll be nice. Um, awesome. I miss my kids. So yeah, I bet it's nice to see them. Hmm. I bet it's nice to be able to see. Uh, it is. Of yours. Yeah, and then I have a couple of their like siblings that I see um, in the school. Like one of my kids from last year, her sister was in one of the second grade classes I was in until they moved me to my newer class. And um, as of today, I get to go work in another third grade room once a week. So there's a lot, a lot of movement in that school right now, but it's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Brushing up on my Espanol. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a, uh, there's a first grade student um, and he speaks zero English, so he doesn't speak any. And then his little brother's in pre-k and he is just a cutie patootie um but wants nothing to do with anybody trying to talk to him in spanish or english for that matter and i had to do a test with him the other day with like shapes and stuff because they couldn't read the spanish directions to him (laughs) and he would literally just sit there and hand me play-doh and not even like pay attention to what i was trying to tell him um yeah and then their older sister's in third grade and i don't get to work with her but I have, I told Mike tonight, I feel like I do nothing but walk around like 
saying things in English and Spanish, just like to get my brain wrapped around like the Spanish version of things. And I, I feel like a crazy person right now. <laughs> Un persona muy loca. So, muy bien. <laughs> I am weak. I love Todo es bien. It's all good. Todo es bien. So, tonight in uh, Go Share, you got to speak some of uh, No. No puedo hablar los stories in Espanol. Lo siento. I cannot do that. <laughs> I can barely say it in English sometimes, so. I love it. Well, that's awesome. You are truly going to be Senora Stubrich. Senora. That's right. Mm-hmm. When does all that start? Oh, it's already started. I love it. Uh, yeah, yesterday, I think. What is today? Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We had a it wasn't a short week because like the teachers work, like the staff worked on Monday, but we didn't have students on Monday. So I'm still confused about what day it is, but yeah, it started yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a, a post full moon extravaganza around there. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Did the kids like go crazy, like right before and after the full moon? Listen, I thought we had just had a full moon like within weeks, but I think it was all that Mercury retrograde stuff. But last Friday, it was insane. Like we had all these behaviors around the school. Um, Kids like just like they kids these days are different than what I remember. There's a lot of um, I don't I need to say this very delicately in case somebody ever finds out this is my podcast, which a few people at the school know um they just behavior is different and that's all I can say um and the way that things are dealt with or allowed maybe are a lot different than when you and I were in elementary school um so the kids kind of you know I won't say run wild sometimes but they just take it upon themselves to like try to run and escape and then we have to like you know corral them back in and like Friday was just one after another goodness and someone goes is it a full moon and I was like no I feel like we just got out of that well boy was I wrong and then when I looked out at the moon like Sunday or something I was like well just kidding what do I know goodness I do agree with you though like it feels like I had a full moon recently I mean it really does it seems early they were like around the the middle of the month I felt like the 20th ish and now it's the 12th and we've already had one so I don't know maybe it's just me and I'm not understanding how this works <laughs> <laughs> who knows hey y'all it's Christina from the ghosties podcast and I get this question all the time how can I book a session with you head on over to christinathemedium.com I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at christinathemedium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Hello. Hello. Um, I totally forgot to tell you today I was sitting in the hall with some students and this 
I randomly looked where we sit by like one of the school exits at this table and this giant spider and I mean giant came like spooky spidering in the school and if you <laughs> I'm trying to describe what spooky spidering is but if you imagine a cartoon spider like bouncing almost <laughs> like tap dancing around like one of the spiders from Harry Potter with the tap dancing shoes on that is exactly what it was one of the kids said it was it was so big they called it a tarantula and they started screaming <laughs> <laughs> how big is it in comparison to that spider that you saw in your in your uh... it could have been related its, it's legs were all bent up because it was like bebopping around the, hallway. <laughs> the other ia i was like i couldn't even get up i like was taken aback and i did not go near it and i was like look at that spider and she stared at it and got up and stopped right on it the crunch that happened honey oh the crunch. it was so big oh mammoth coming from oh the prehistoric era but it was like true like halloween fashion oh makes my stomach knot up <laughs> it was i mean i just am unsettled now um <laughs> all right so tonight is ghost share Yes, I'm excited. In a while. Um, it's been hard to get stories lately, um, but I found some. And one of them, one person that gave me stories gave me like five, which is awesome. So that filled up most of the spots. But I'm going to start with the other person. This is Victor. Thank you, Victor, for letting um, us share. I meant to ask the name of his podcast because he did say he was starting one as well. So I'll have to go back in and ask when I send him the link to this episode. Um, but his name is Victor and he says, I live in San Bernardino, California. What I'm, this happened to me two weeks ago. He says, I was coming back from the gym around midnight. I got to my apartment. Okay. Let me preface this by saying this is something that I wanted to get your opinion on. Okay. So let me go into it that way. Um, and that's how I asked him if I could share it. I was like, can I ask my friend who's a medium how she feels about this? Because it is creepy. Okay. So coming back home from the gym at midnight, got to his apartment. He said around 1240, I decided to take out the bag of trash that I had in the apartment. So I took the bag out and started to walk to the trash container. I'm already getting goosebumps. To get to the trash container, I have to walk all the way out to the parking lot and make a right where the container is at. So when I finally approached the garage dumpster, I found two kids or teenagers around 12 or 13 years old standing up next to the dumpsters and facing the wall. They were doing nothing, not even talking. I have so many goosebumps right now. They were doing nothing, not even talking. They were just standing up facing the wall in silence. So I stopped right behind them. I didn't take another step and I decided I would just throw the trash bag into the container. When I did that, one of the kids turned his head and just stared at me for three seconds and then turned back his head to face the wall again. The other kid didn't even move. They didn't do anything. They were just standing there facing the wall at midnight. He said, well, at that moment, it was 1250 a.m. So in a couple seconds, I tried to find the logical logic of the situation. Instead, I got the chills. So I just walked back to my apartment. He says, do you think it's paranormal or just something weird? Oh, oh my gosh. I got to ask the guys. Let's ask him. And after I get your opinion, well, I'll tell you what one of the person responded with and that I didn't think much into it. But now that I think about it, I'm not sure because of the age of the children and you might know where I'm going with that. Yeah. 
they keep showing me that they were like, oh, there's 411. Um, they keep showing me basically like that those kits were almost like trying to think of the right word to use for this. Um, it's almost like they were wearing a suit. They were trying to lure him um, into a particular area and they were doing that behavior to kind of get his attention and draw him closer to like their proximity. Um, they, it's giving black eyed children by. Yes, that's what the person said. The only reason I didn't completely agree is because usually it's an older and a younger, but also they weren't facing him. Yeah. So was he able your eyes at all? He doesn't mention it. I'd have to ask. It was at night. Okay. Um, he said the kids stared at him for three seconds. So I don't know. That is the only thing that's different. Like usually with black eyed children, they're pursuing and they're asking for permission to enter, you know, to use the phone, use the restroom. And these kids almost like acknowledged him and then went about their business. Yes. Very strange. It is weird. All the chills. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think it was like malicious? Like they were trying to like you know, commit some crimes or do you think it was paranormal? Um, from the way that the guys make me feel, I feel like a lot of it was paranormal. Um, just the vibe that they're giving, like they were trying to lure him further and closer to that dumpster. Yeah. Um, Like into a blind spot is what they're showing me. Um, but they also keep saying glitch in the matrix as well. Okay. I'm not sure if maybe, I don't know. I'd have to get them to elaborate on that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I definitely put you on the spot, but it just was a creepy thing. And I wanted you to have a natural reaction to it and not, you know, that is not way too much on it. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Victor. Um, I'm going to send him the link and then he can listen to your thoughts on it. And then, yeah, I'll see what kind of podcast he's getting into. He's in a paranormal group, so maybe it's paranormal. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Excuse me. <laughs> Thank um, Yeah, that was good. All right. So now we're going to jump into the remainder of our <laughs> episode from um, Dana is her name. Um and she is allowing me to share stories. Um, and there's like five of them. And they're pretty interesting, especially because they a lot of them revolve around the same place. Um, and one of the other people commented on there, I guess, that knows her and knows about this house and was like, I can like vouch for all of that. This is all, you know, I guess there's even more stories than what she has. So here we go. Dana, she says, my aunt Ellen's house was very haunted. It was a big brick home with five bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, and it was built back in 1950. Why am I yawning all of a sudden? <gasps> oh my gosh, I've been fine all night. Okay. Really? Sorry, that was the dog behind me. I heard footsteps and I almost jumped out of my skin. Okay. She says, really creepy events happen all the time here including door slamming, voices whispering, and smells of rotten meat or sour fish. When you walk into the house, it had very heavy, thick air. The back bedroom was the creepiest of all to me. It was dark and dreary, even with the lamps on. It gave me funeral home vibes, except it felt evil and very uneasy. I would find myself praying a whole lot with my mind the whole time, uh, within my mind the whole time that I'd be in that room playing with my cousin. 
one weekend, I had to sleep over because my parents were working out of town. I was like 13 years old. I was so excited because me and my cousin were going to go swimming at the pool. <laughs> Get ready for this little throwback. I remember I packed my favorite new kids on the block pajamas. Lands of the living. Hanging tough. Here we go. Step by step. All right. <laughs> After a long day of playing and swimming, it was time for bed. I was thankful that my bedroom was in the middle bedroom near the living room because it felt normal. My cousin fell asleep first. I was still awake but drifting to sleep, and I was so tired I fell right asleep. But that was short-lived. I woke up to the sound of what sounded like a woman walking in high heel shoes on the hardwood floor. I looked at the clock. It was 3 a.m. I stood up in the bed and looked around and didn't see anyone. So I lay back down and trying to figure out what I heard. A few minutes later, I heard the steps again, except this time it sounded like it was running, almost like a galloping sound. I narrowed the sound down to the long hallway leading to the back room. By this time, I was really, really afraid. I knew everyone was asleep, and I laid there awake until the sun started shining through the windows. I told my cousin about it at breakfast, and she said that she has heard it before, too. It wasn't until I got older that my Aunt Ellen told me that she had seen and heard a goat-like creature running into the back bedroom closet. Oh, my God. Ew. Oh. Yep. So, Aunt Ellen's house, part two. <laughs> Parte dos. Okay. Vamanos. Let's go. <laughs> Mi primo y yo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> then you're stupid, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Tenemos. Um, all right. Me and my cousin and her 17-year-old sister were in the middle room, in which was a very big sitting room with a fireplace and comfy couches and chairs. The room had pink and tan floral wallpaper. The room had a door with a brass hook lock that dangled from the top of the door. It was always chilly in there, but very inviting. <laughs> Here's another throwback. We were all sitting around listening to a small cassette player. I remember an Amy Grant tape was playing. The song Baby Baby was the name of the song. Oh my God. Baby, baby, I'm taken with the notion. You know, oh man, love some Amy Grant. Yeah. Uh, used to so roller skate. What, what'd you say? I used to roller skate to that. Girl, didn't we though? Oh, yes. Love some Amy Grant. Okay. She says, we were giggling and talking and eating snacks, just relaxing. Sounds like the perfect day to me. <clears throat> um, I started hearing a ticking sound. I figured it was the cassette player trying to eat the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a pencil out and wind it back up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I pressed stop on the player. Um, For all of you in your 20s, I'm so sorry if you don't know what a cassette player it is. Do we have to explain this? I mean. I'm sure they've seen like. In a museum or a Halloween costume, you mean? The 90s, just 10 years ago to me still. Weren't they, though? Mm. Okay, so she pressed stop on the tape player, but the ticking sound continued. By then, all three of us were trying to figure out what where the sound was coming from. We all scanned the room with our eyes, and sure enough, I found the source of the strange noise. The brass hook latch hanging up on the door was shaking and swinging all around. She said, I said very calmly, how is the lock moving like that by itself? My oldest cousin quickly got up and closed the door and latched the hook lock. 
I sat there complete, completely freaked out. Both my cousins acted as if it was no big deal because they lived with the strange occurrences every day. Oh my goodness. Ew. Goodness. No, thank you. <clears throat> okay. I will say. Go ahead. But I'm in the Florida room and I'm facing the big bay window. Um, I am seeing what looks like a lady. It looks a lot like. No. It looks like a lady in like a long white uh, nightgown with long black hair, kind of like strung in face. Like the ring? Like, I can't do this. Uh, Or the grudge. What is that? The ring? The grudge? The ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ring. Uh, She's not Uh, as but definitely like chilling in the background. I just, I can't do this. This is too much for me. I'm sitting right by this giant window. I have to do homework after this. I'm not. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe another sip of my wine. It'll be okay. Angle your chair. <laughs> uh, it is already, but that creeps me out even more. Okay. Oh. So <clears throat> let's go to event number three at um, Aunt Ellen's house. Um, this is semi-paranormal-ish, also kind of like, you'll see, It's there's a lot to unpack here, so let's just go right into it. Okay. Right in front of the house was a huge oak tree, a gorgeous tree. My Uncle Vinny made us a rope swing with a wooden board as a seat. I cannot stop yawning. I'm trying so hard not to. My goodness, I'm <laughs> even that tired. Um, All right, so Uncle Vinny made them a big rope swing with wooden board as the seat and this oak tree in front of the house. In front of the house was a very busy road. My cousin Candy and myself would spend hours under that old oak tree playing and sitting on the huge roots. The seat was big enough for both of us to swing together. One day we were swinging and we see a four-door brown car pulling into the driveway. I asked Candy if she knew who it was and she said no. We were both 12 years old at the time. Sure enough, the car pulled up under the oak tree. Candy and I were swinging. The car had a man driving and a woman in the passenger seat. The lady was smoking a cigarette and was hanging her upper body out of the window. She looked wide-eyed and crazy. She said, hey, little ladies, I drive by a lot and see you two out here swinging. You do know that y'all are safer out here than inside that house, don't you? I started to get scared and asked if she was lost. She said, no, baby girl, I'm not lost, but I'm really worried about you two girls. It's probably best if you get off the swing and come with me and my brother. At this time, she opened the car door. That's when my Aunt Ellen showed up on the driver's side car and asked them what they were doing. The lady shut her door quickly and said, oh, we were just asking the girls for directions to the nearest gas station. My aunt told both of us to get up off the swing and go inside the house. Then the man backed up fast and they sped off. My aunt got a tag number, called, and reported the incident. The next day, the police came over to ask us questions. Turns out the man and the woman were caught in a Winn-Dixie parking lot not too far from Aunt Ellen's house. They weren't brother and sister. They were actually a couple. The cop also said that the young lady was as drunk as a skunk, but mentioned feeling drawn to the house. She told the cop, please make sure the little girls are all right because the house spoke to her and it's an evil place. The cop asked if we wanted to press charges. My aunt said, no, just please tell them never to come back here. And the cop left. My aunt Ellen said she was cooking dinner when the couple came trying to lure us into leaving with them. She kept hearing the doorbell ring over and over. And when she came to answer the door, that's when she saw the car parked near us. That house saved us that day. Or did it? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this person, I mean, 
I don't know. At first I thought she was going to say the car was not really there and those people were ghosts, but then it was like almost a kidnapping, but then it was the lady said the house was evil and that she was worried about them. I don't know. You know what really freaks me out too about that story? I think I've told you about this before, but when I was really young, um, we lived in our first house. I was sitting in our side yard with one of our dogs and somebody it was a man pulled up in a car that was very similar to that description on the dirt road next to our house and told me basically, Hey, I'm looking for my puppy. I think I saw it come down this road. You know, would you jump in the car and help me look for it? And I was really little. I mean, my mm-hmm. brother wasn't born yet, but just that story was very similar to kind of what happened to me without the paranormal component. <laughs> so right. that was here. creepy. Yeah. All right. This is the, I thought that was the last one from Aunt Ellen's house. It's not. I thought I had four from Aunt Ellen's house and then I couldn't find it, but now here it is. Okay. This, she says, fast forward, my cousin Candy and I turned 17 years old. By this time we were driving and dating and being mischievous teenage girls. Also, my uncle Vinny got diagnosed with cancer and was taking chemotherapy. My Aunt Ellen really depended on us to run errands while she took Uncle Vinny for treatments. She never left his side. One day she called me and asked me to please go by the house after school and pick up her church dresses and drop them off to be dry cleaned. Candy had band practice after school and couldn't do it, so I said I would absolutely do it. I knew where the hidden house key was, and it would be my pleasure to help her out. After school, I stopped by Sonic, delicious, and got myself some cheese sticks and a cherry Coke and headed straight over to Aunt Ellen's house to pick up the clothes for dry cleaning. I parked in the driveway and finished eating my food before I headed inside had my radio up loud and the window down and my sunroof open as I ate. After I ate, I got out, grabbed the extra house key, unlocked the door and went in. I walked into the kitchen and I saw dishes in the sink, so I washed them and put them in the drainer to dry. I spotted the dresses in a bag that she wanted dry cleaned hanging on a nail by the hat rack. Then I heard my Aunt Ellen yelling from her sewing room, Dana, baby, is that you? And I said, yes, ma'am, it's me. She said, next time, please don't play your car radio so loud. The neighbors will complain. I said, oh, I'm so sorry, Aunt Ellen, I won't do it anymore. I asked her if she still wanted me to drop off her dry cleaning, and there was a long pause before her uh, reply. Then I heard, yes, please, I'll need them nice and clean for your Uncle Vinny's funeral. Then I heard her laughing and echoing evil laugh. All the blood drained from my face, and I got really hot and nauseated. I grabbed the dress. I just got so many chills. I grabbed the dress and ran out the door. I got into my car in tears. I felt, I won't say what she said because it's kind of (laughs) descriptive. She said she she opened her car door and and threw up pretty much. Oh, goodness. Um, She says, I knew right away the person that was conversating with me was not my aunt. It was the house. The evil and the laugh was terrifying. It dawned on me that I had just talked to a very strong, intelligent spirit, and I was more intrigued than afraid, though. Wow. You can always tell like when people start feeling ill like that or vomit, it had to have been some sort of low level entity in there. You know, there's one time that we went um, like ghost hunting outside of my old cafe down near the zoo in Norfolk. And we went back to the greenhouses that back the zoo and they're just really creepy at night. And both my son, and this was before I was really like in tune with any of it. Um, both myself and someone else with me, we both felt like we were going to throw up everywhere. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like dizzy. It was really, really weird. Um, 
So yeah, the first time I read that story though, I didn't realize, I know she, I read her that she said she needed them nice and clean and that the echoing evil laugh, but I just re realized the part that says for your uncle Vinny's funeral, he's not dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my God. It made it so much worse. Oh, that, oh. So then I real I read one of her stories that was not about the house, but it made me realize she is very in tune with spirit. And that's probably why she has all those experiences there. So, oh yeah, this is the last one. She says, after my daddy died, I stayed with my mom for a week before I came back home. The week I stayed with my mom was very rough. She cried a lot and I would hear her and wake up and comfort her. I'd make her a cup of coffee and just sit with her and hold her hand and tell her daddy wouldn't want her to be so upset. I was five months pregnant at the time of my dad's death. And I remember when the family met at the funeral home to make his arrangement. As soon as I walked into that place, I felt uneasy and dizzy and just fretful. Being pregnant, I always had to pee. So I would excuse myself, excuse myself from the funeral home family room to go to the bathroom. I felt like I was being watched. I knew a spirit or spirits were there. As I sat down to use the restroom, the lights went out for a brief moment. I quickly finished up and washed my hands and made my way back into the family room. I felt uneasy and I felt a darkness. This wasn't unusual for me because my whole life I've been sensitive to spirits and I've always had a knowing about me. After the funeral and all the rush was over, I stayed a week and then I made the hour drive back home. I unpacked, I cleaned, I did laundry, the ordinary stuff, just trying to keep busy because I felt a heaviness of grief and just shock, really. Bedtime was easy for me the first night home because I was so tired and so sad that I had lost my best friend. Being pregnant made me tired as well, so I went to bed around 10 p.m. I woke up to the sound of a woman sobbing uncontrollably. I also heard a man's voice talking, but I couldn't make out a word he was saying. Me, just waking up, I thought the cries I heard were my mom, so I rolled over, sat up, and said, Mama, you got to relax and understand that dad is gone. Loved you so much and all the crying you were doing is going to make you sick. Just relax. Then it clicked in my mind. I was at home, in my home, in my room. <gasps> sat up. Yeah. I sat up. The side, got goosebumps. Sat up um, on the side of the bed, grabbed my phone, and it was 3.30. I got up, used the bathroom, and walked into my living room. Checked to see if the TV was off, and it was. So I sat in my recliner thinking, wow, I must have been dreaming grab a bottle of water and make my way back to my bed. Got comfortable, started scrolling Facebook. About 30 minutes go by and I hear a loud bang in my bathroom. At this time I knew I wasn't alone. So I wake my husband up and ask him to walk with me to check out what the noise was. The new baby bathtub I got at my baby shower had fallen off of the bathroom shelf and my shampoo and body washes had fallen into the middle of my shower floor. We picked everything up. And then I went and made my husband some, myself and my husband some tea. I told him about the crying that woke me up. He sort of shrugged it off because he thought I was just dreaming. He comforted me and we snuggled in the living room till daylight. Truth is, I believe a couple spirits followed me home from the funeral home. Don't ask me how, I just knew. So after my husband left for work, I got my daddy's Bible out and read it out loud. I'm not really a religious person, but I am more spiritual um, after I read the Lord's Prayer out a few times, I asked the spirits to leave the home because I can't help them. I was not rude about it. I kindly spoke my demands. After that, the uneasy feeling left me and my home. A few weeks later, I went with my mom to the funeral home to pick up some paperwork, and I refused to go inside. I sat on the porch area in a rocking chair, and I felt uneasy and heaviness again. The decorative ground lights and the porch lights started flickering, so I got my butt up and got back into my mom's car and started praying. 
After we left the funeral home, weird pressure and heaviness left my body. That experience taught me we can pick up the feelings of spirits and their energy if we do not protect our own energy. That's right. Yep. Oh my gosh. <sighs> She's had a lot of experience with spooky stuff. She's a medium. Mm-hmm. She is a medium for sure. Yeah. I think the interesting part was that the story before that when she said she was more intrigued than afraid. Girl. Yeah, exactly. It would still have me shook. It has me shook and it's not my story. <laughs> so, Goodness. I can remember yeah. that at certain times when I was younger too. Like, especially with spooky stuff, I would be more like, ooh, do it again than that scary as crap. <laughs> right. Well, see, mine, you know, mine, I'm like, I want to like, know that it's like something valid happening but at the same time I'm too scared to like ask for something to happen <laughs> <laughs> scare me but don't scare me but scare me but just don't like I just want to know that it's real but I don't want to be scared that's right that's right so. these were awesome great job yeah thanks Victor and Dana for all of these amazing stories um awesome. we our next episode is probably going to be um a little off of our normal uh story type we're gonna do a conspiracy yes yes so we're gonna start diving into a few of those we're not taking away from the ghost stuff but conspiracies are just something that i always love um so i'm gonna find some really juicy ones and if you have any that you want us to talk about then um share them with us by finding us on facebook TikTok. Instagram, YouTube, or email them to the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.